It is wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. How blessed it is to be able to open up God's Word and study on this radio program with so many who tune in. And so many who tune in do so on a regular basis. We appreciate you. We're glad to hear from you. We've met many of you in person who live in the Omaha area, and we pray that all of that will continue. We strive to serve God to his glory by teaching his word accurately and effectively on Search the Scriptures. And we hope, we pray that you are impressed with that fact as we try to do that and you grow in your knowledge of God's word. And we pray that as you're growing in that knowledge, that you're coming closer to God, that you are growing spiritually, and that you are becoming better equipped to make the choice that you need to make as to following God his way. And we do care about you. We pray for you regularly. We pray that you will make the right choice. If you ever have any questions about anything that we teach on Search the Scriptures, please contact us. If appropriate, we may, be even, may even be able to deal with uh, some of those questions on the air and uh, share them with our other listeners as well. If you would like to receive any of the programs, all you have to do is contact us again, ask for them. We'll put them on a CD, send them to you, and it's always free, and we pay the postage. We do hope to hear from you. Be sure to have a pencil or pen and a piece of paper ready. We'll give you all of the information how to contact us later in the program today. As always, it's a blessing for me to be here with Dennis Stackhouse to study. Thank you, Gary. I'm certainly blessed in my life as well to be part of this program. And you know, you talk about the fact that we pray for our listeners, and we certainly do. You know, many times when uh, announcements are being made concerning those that need our prayers here at Sunny Slope, this very thing comes up. You know, pray for the radio ministry. Pray for those who are listening to it. Pray for those that their lives might be touched, might be changed. So I know we do that on an ongoing basis. And I also find myself many times being thankful to God that Sunny Slope has committed themselves to this ministry and allows us to put this program, Search the Scriptures, on the air Monday through Friday, week after week. You know, that is a tremendous blessing because it allows us to try to get the gospel to more people than we could simply reach on a person-to-person -person basis. Really a blessing, and I'm very thankful that God has given us this opportunity and that the members here at Sunny Slope have chosen to commit themselves to this ministry as well. Amen to that. And again, it's not to our glory. It's not oh, no. to the glory of the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. No. It's to God's glory. Exactly. It's simply another way that we strive diligently to serve him mm -hmm. effectively. Right. And uh, we pray that that will continue to be mm -hmm. able to be done. And, and perhaps, if it is his will, even to have the opportunity to expand the outreach of the program into other areas. Sure. Dennis, we're coming close to finishing up this particular section of study, and this is the last section in this series that's talking about three lines of sight, how to get our lives directed correctly and properly in such a way that we'll find the greatest meaning in life, the greatest purpose, mm -hmm. the greatest happiness, the greatest direction in life, yes, the greatest fulfillment. 
Mm -hmm. And so we've tried to make the point that the first thing that a person has to do, and it's fundamental, it's basic. You can't get this out of, out of uh, kilter or out of order. You've got to look up mm -hmm. first. Yes. And you've got to see God. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to recognize the magnificence and the glory and the authority of God. Right. Now, certainly his love and his grace and his mercy and his holiness and his righteousness. But if you recognize all of that, but you don't recognize or at least submit yourself to his authority as the creator, then all of that other is going to be for naught to a great extent. I'm afraid so. So you've got to surrender your your will to God's will. Mm -hmm. And as you recognize the awesomeness of God, then you can begin to look inward. Mm -hmm. So you've looked upward, you've seen God, you've recognized, you've admitted. Now you look inward. Mm -hmm. And that's where faith begins to develop. It is. And as that faith develops sufficiently that you respond to God in obedience and you're baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, then you come into a saved relationship before God. That's correct. In Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Now mm -hmm. you've got real direction. Now you've got real purpose, real meaning, and you've got the basis for the greatest fulfillment that life can find. That's right. But that's not the end of the road, is it? No, it isn't. Now you've got to live, you've got to live outward. You've got mm -hmm. to look outward. You've got to realize, okay, now I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I've got to live the life now. There are responsibilities attached to it. Yes, yes. I've got to be the example. I've got to demonstrate my faith in God by the way I live. Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, I've got to demonstrate that to God. That's right. But God also wants us to demonstrate to that, that to the world around us. He certainly does. To be that right example. Mm -hmm. We were spending some time in our last program, Dennis, in, in the book of Romans. Yes. And we were talking about living a transformed life. Correct. A life that is guided by the Spirit, but not in a direct way, not in a miraculous way. But as we read God's Word, mm -hmm. the Spirit guided, the Holy Spirit guided the writers to write what they wrote so it would be accurate. Mm -hmm. So as we read the Bible, we are literally, if we follow those teachings correctly, we are literally being led by the Spirit. Absolutely. Now, it has nothing to do with speaking in tongues or miraculous no. healings or any other kind of miraculous manifestations. It's simply living by the teachings of God's Word. That's being led by the Spirit. Absolutely, As it is. Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 8. Mm -hmm. Now, let's turn to another text that speaks along the same line. And that's Galatians chapter 5. If we begin there with verses 16 and 17, what do we read? I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Now, once again, and we spent some time emphasizing this and kind of analyzing it in our last program, when Paul says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, mm -hmm. when, he, when he says the spirit lusts against, or the spirit against the flesh, and that we should walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, that lust of the flesh is not talking about 
just from a sexual perspective. No, not at all. A lot of people think that, and no. that's, they, that's what comes to their mind. He's talking about the ways of this world. Absolutely. Generally speaking, the ways of this world, the ways of living in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And that, that covers a wide array mm -hmm. of things that are just caught up in sinful endeavors. Yes, we might think of it as living a lifestyle that's opposed to God. Now, that may sound simplistic to some people, but in essence, I think that's a simple way to view it. If we're living a lifestyle that's opposed to God, we're involved in a worldly or fleshly lifestyle. Now, Dennis, that does not mean either that we must be caught up in all kinds of heinous, sinful practices like robbing banks and no. mugging people in the streets and no. killing people, murdering them and, you know, getting in gang fights and uh, go on and on and on. Dealing drugs and, and uh, you know, getting in bar fights and all mm -hmm. that. that. Those are just specific applications of living in this world. Somebody can believe in God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely sold Mm -hmm. in belief in God. They can live from a human perspective, what most people would say, well, that's a good person there. They live a good lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But they're not being faithful to God. They're not living by his teachings. That's right. You know, I think a problem we have as human beings, Gary, is that we tend to classify sin. You know, we've got those that are horrible sins, the murder that you spoke about, adultery, uh, robbery, things like that. Those are horrible sins. You don't want to be involved in that. You know, and then we think of sins that are just little sins, not so bad. Yeah. And yet that's not the way that God views it as it's portrayed for us in the scriptures. You know, someone who's living in the world, as you suggested, may be someone who from all outward appearances is a godly individual, but they could be guilty of something as minor as gossip. Yes, yes. The scriptures speak of gossip as being something that can put us in the lake that burns with fire. And, and even besides that, they can, maybe they abstain from gossip. Yes. Maybe they would never be involved in some of those, as you said, heinous, big sins. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'd never be caught in a bar. You know, we'd go on and on. Sure. But they're not faithful to God. They That's don't right. submit to his will. Mm -hmm. They have not turned to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. They just want to do their thing their way. There are some things yes. they'll enjoy doing. And, and, and look, hey, going to church services is not one of them. Well, that individual is being led by the flesh. Mm -hmm. It's a matter, I think, as you mentioned earlier, of someone who's not submitting themselves to the authority of God. Exactly right. Exactly. So hopefully that helps us get a broader perspective on what we're talking about here when we, we're talking about walking in the Spirit versus fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Fulfilling the lust of the flesh can simply be I don't want to go to church services. I want to go play golf. That could be. I want to go to a ball game. Mm -hmm. I want to sleep late. Yep. You know, that's fulfilling the lust of the flesh. It certainly is. Over 
being led by the Spirit. Yes. Being faithful to God. Mm -hmm. Now, let's read that list, and that's a lengthy list here in verses 19 through 21, about the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, obviously, someone looks at most of those practices in that list, and they say, oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's worldly stuff there. Sure. But now, some of those, we might, they might give us a little pause for thought there, you know, uh, uh, hatred. Mm -hmm. That might give some people a, a bit of a, uh, of a hesitation in their thinking, mm -hmm. because they might hate somebody. That's right. Or contentions, mm -hmm. or jealousies, mm -hmm. or outbursts of wrath. That's right. Or selfish ambitions, mm -hmm. or dissensions. Now, some people might not equate those as being that big and bad in the area of sin to mm -hmm. keep you out of heaven, but they're listed right there specifically. Yes, again, going back to that idea that if we're trying to classify sin, it seems like we're going down the wrong path. Sin is sin. And the wages of sin is death, Romans right. 6, 23. And, but this is not the full list here. No, because no. Because at the end of the list, Paul says, and the like. Right. Now, that's a catchphrase that adds everything else that could be so classified. That's right. That really ought to cause us to wake up mm -hmm. and contemplate. And the bottom line, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yes. The end of verse 21. Mm -hmm. Now, the contrast to that is the fruit of the Spirit. Right. Again, we're not talking about anything miraculous here, as is quickly apparent when we read through this particular list, verses 23 through 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Maybe a particular contemporary application we could put into our vernacular there, the last statement there is, if you say you love God, live like it. Yes, demonstrate it through your life. Live the faithful life. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got to make a choice here. And it goes back to what we looked at in our last program in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. We cannot live a life that is conformed to the ways of this world. We've got to live a life that is transformed mm -hmm. from the ways of this world to the ways of God and mm -hmm. godliness. Right. Now, when it says that uh, in verse 24, those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That means they've recognized they've got to make that change. And so they have 
conscientiously set aside the ways of the world. They have mm-hmm. conscientiously, with God's help and guidance, changed their lives, become transformed. Yes, and uh, you know, I wonder, Gary, if we couldn't even be a little stronger than that. Uh, as Paul said, they have crucified yes. the flesh. They've killed those things. And again, that's consistent with the picture of one being baptized into Christ. They put the sins of the old man to death. Yes. Paul puts it, you know, very well. In the second chapter of Galatians, in verse 20, he makes a personal application here. And I think he does a good job. Yes, and he's saying the very same thing that we just mentioned. That reads, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, let's hasten to explain. Paul did not say there, the life I now live in the flesh, or by the flesh, or or maybe I should say of the flesh. He's, He's saying, the life that I'm now living physically in the flesh. Correct. Okay, I still got a physical life here, mm-hmm. got a physical body, mm-hmm. but that life is no longer lived of the flesh or right. for the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's now lived for God, for Christ. Exactly. And that's the mindset we've got to reconcile ourselves to. We've got to make up our minds. I'm not going to live like that anymore. Yes, that's right. And as you said, a uh, good way to see that is, you know, you, you put to death those things in your life. Absolutely. That's the scriptural uh, intent when one is baptized into Christ. You're becoming a new person when you arise out of that watery grave. And there are some things you just cannot take part in anymore because they are not ways of godliness. They are ways of the world. Right. There has to be a change. Yes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15, what does the Apostle Paul say there? And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Very parallel to what we've been reading today. Those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Now that really is an application of what we just read in Galatians 2 and verse 20. Yes, it is. And, you know, Gary, it strikes me that when we read a passage like that, Jesus was the perfect example of it when he was in this earth living in the fleshly body. You know, how many times in the New Testament do we read Jesus making a statement exactly like this or very similar to it, I have not come to do my will, but the will of God who sent me. Yes. Time after time we read Jesus making that statement. So again, he is the perfect example of what you just alluded to. Even in the garden in Gethsemane, Mm -hmm. Jesus prayed to the Father, if it is your will, let this Mm -hmm. cup pass from me. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yes. Now, if he gave us that example of submitting to the Father's will, mm-hmm. boy, we ought to submit to the Father's will. Yes, it makes me ask how much more important is it for you and I to do that very thing? 
if the very Son of God submitted himself and his will to the will of the Heavenly Father, boy, we really need to take a lesson from that. Absolutely. Now, let's look at another reading here before we have to bring the program to a close today. And we've been talking about living that life, looking outward, mm-hmm. okay, putting our faith into action mm-hmm. by living the faithful Christian life. Now, we also need to do that. We need to look outward, live outward that, that new life that we have taken up in Christ in, in the, from the perspective of we need to be a good example to others around us. Absolutely. God has designed Christianity such that he wants those who are still in sin to see Christ in us. Yes. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, what does Jesus say there? You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by man. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we're supposed to be seasoning salt. Yes. And of course, salt's supposed to make things better. Right. We're supposed to be shining light, mm-hmm. and that is to illuminate the way and show people the way. Mm-hmm. And he says that we're not just to possess those potential qualities, but we are to be active in those qualities mm-hmm. coming forth from us. Absolutely. And Jesus said that is what we are. He didn't say this is what you are like. He said this is what you are. You are to be salt. You are to be light. And we're to let our light so shine, so that's purposeful, mm-hmm. that others may see our good works mm-hmm. and glorify our Father in heaven. That's right. That should be our purpose as we're involved in these good works that God has destined us to be involved in so that he ultimately will receive the glory. That's looking outward. That's part of it. So that Christianity shines forth from our lives. Yes. We've got to stop here. We'll come back and we'll finish this study next time. We do hope that this is being a blessing to you if you're listening. We hope that it is stirring some thoughts within you causing you to do some self-reflection, asking yourself some questions. Are you living the life that God would have you to live? Are you living in such a way that others can see Christ in you and thereby glorify your heavenly Father? We'd love to send you that free Bible study. All you have to do is contact us. It is absolutely free. We pay the postage and you can study about these things more privately and in more detail. We hope to hear from you today.